Good morning. It is Tuesday, May 25th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. Yesterday, we had a little bit of technical difficulties. I don't know what to call it, but I started... I recorded the intro everything sounded great i had to get up and go do something and when i came back for some reason i couldn't get my microphone to connect correctly to my setup so worked on it a little bit today and i think everything will be back to normal just the way you're used to by now hopefully but let me read our passage for us today i'll pray and then we will dive right into it this is mark chapter 14 verses 32 through 42 And they went to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took with him Peter and James and John and began to be greatly distressed and troubled. And he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch. And going a little farther, he fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, All things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. And he came and found them sleeping, and he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were very heavy and they did not know what to answer him. And he came the third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? It is enough. The hour has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we hit this passage today, the the one that speaks of the moment just before your betrayal, Lord, we know that there are some uncomfortable passages in here, uncomfortable phrases that you speak that can be confusing. And God, we ask for just clarity today. Help us to think through them well. And Lord, give us insight. Use your spirit to illuminate the word before us today. Lord, we want to be in your word today. As we go about our day, we want your word to dwell richly in us. So Lord, use this time for our benefit and for your glory. Amen. Our passage today is the famous scene in the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus goes to pray to God before he is arrested. In this scene, he goes with just a few of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, and he asks them to sort of stand guard for him, and he goes off to pray. And he prays three times in this passage, each time asking the Father to remove the cup from him. But he says, yet not what I will, but what you will. This is sometimes a confusing passage for people. They don't understand how the Trinity can work together, and yet Jesus and the Father have two separate wills. Well, we don't want to dive into the intricacies of Trinitarian theology, which is something I still can't wrap my head around. We can notice that in the end, Jesus is the one who carries out the will of the Father. Remember way back when Jesus was baptized. God the Father had said, This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. And again, at the Transfiguration, God the Father says, This is my beloved Son. All that Jesus does is honoring and glorifying to his Father. It's been pointed out to me many times that when Jesus prays, he says, 
Abba, Father. It's kind of like saying Father, Father, literally. But the first word, Abba, should be translated more like Daddy. It's a term of endearment for his close relationship with his own Father. In our passage, our Lord draws near to his Father. His suffering has begun. The emotional anguish just bleeds through in our passage. And each time Jesus finishes praying, he gets up and he goes to see Peter and James and John. And of course, they're sleeping. And Jesus gets frustrated with them. He says, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not watch one hour? And again, he says, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Jesus is clearly frustrated with his disciples. We aren't sure how late into the night it is, but remember, it's been a long day. They've had the Passover together. They've enjoyed the Last Supper together. And now it's late at night out in the Garden of Gethsemane when this scene is taking place. Jesus says a great line that has been misused so many times. He says, The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And a lot of times this phrase is used to excuse petty sins. I know I'm supposed to be on a diet, but that cheesecake, it was just sitting right there ready for me to eat. The spirit was willing, but my flesh is weak. And that's not exactly the kind of application that Jesus uses in this passage. The disciples are supposed to be awake, alert, on guard. Remember, Jesus just spent almost all of chapter 13 highlighting these exact things. And then in our passage today, his disciples have fallen asleep. Jesus hasn't, though. He's been praying. He's been up all night. His spirit is willing. His body is also weak. I'm sure he's tired. And yet he stays up in communion with his Father. My friends, as we go today, let's understand that phrase, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak, in the right way. Our bodies are fallen. Paul says in 2 Corinthians that we dwell in tents while the Lord prepares for us an eternal dwelling. These bodies are not meant to house the child of a king, is something that Charles Spurgeon once said. One of my favorite heroes of the faith, actually probably my favorite, was a man named David Brainerd. I talked about him a few times on this podcast. He was a missionary to the American Indians back in the 1700s. He only lived to be 29 years old, and he would have been a nobody had someone not published his diary. This man wrote almost every single day recording his thoughts on God, just writing down tiny thoughts about his prayers and his fasting and his intercession on behalf of the Indians. One time, he goes away to spend some time with friends, and this is what he says, I continued wrestling with God in prayer for my dear little flock here, and more especially for the Indians elsewhere, as well as for dear friends in one place and another, till it was bedtime, and I feared I would hinder the family, but oh, with what reluctancy did I find myself obliged to consume time with sleep? David Brainerd, who, if you read his diary, is constantly in a state of oneness with God. He's constantly writing about how he's in prayer and communing with his father. Says even his flesh is weak. He must go to bed. My friends, we have limitations. But that we would use every ounce of energy and strength we have to further the kingdom, for the glory of our Father, just like Jesus does in this passage. Let me close this in prayer. Heavenly Father, there are many passages in your word that help describe who Jesus is and help us understand his nature and his character. 
And there are many passages that describe who we are and describe our character and our nature. And we are constantly confronted between who Jesus is and who we are. And today's passage is one of those. God, we learn that Jesus just wants to be with you. He wants to do your will, despite whatever limitations his human body might have. And immediately it's compared with that of the disciples, who can't even stay awake, even though they know that their friend is about to be arrested and killed. Father, as we go, listeners of this podcast, who just want to try to grasp a little bit of your word each day, God, help us dwell on this truth that we are not Jesus. We are not God. We are limited by these bodies. And yet, there is a mandate and an example from Scripture to do all that we can for your glory. So God, help us to be good stewards of these bodies, of our energy, of what little time you've given us on this earth to further your kingdom. By your spirit and by your word, give us strength and comfort and rest when we need it so that we can further your kingdom, that your name may be known to all nations and all peoples, even those that we work with in our own families, in our neighborhoods, and in the grocery stores. God, we pray these things in your son's name. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.